right. Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and uh, upon his return, Craig is here. Yeah. <laughs> That's nope. always... Yeah, I don't know. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's always a good thing. The the one, the only. Yeah. The Blue Bros, Craig. <laughs> yeah. Back, back from being uh, sickly, so. Yeah. That was a rough yeah. one, man. Those are those old man, you know, flus. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not young enough. Getting up there. I uh, I haven't had one of those in a while, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those cult, those like sicknesses that take you out of work for like a couple of days. Yeah, like when you miss two days of work, you know it's a bad one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't come around for me because I've got a lot going on this week. So, yeah. fun stuff to think about, fun stuff to look forward to. So, yeah, so uh, Craig returns. Uh, we're here. We're we got plenty to talk about, but as a new thing that we're <clears throat> wow we've been doing uh, i do want to continue the little stint we do at the beginning before talking football i like facts i like yep. history i like different things like that i especially like them about pop pop culture but gonna take a little twist and different turn here for the did you know which i do not have a sound for but i am working on it was a very busy weekend for me this weekend so it didn't wind up making on the soundboard, but it'll get there. But here's one for all you. Uh, this wouldn't be history. This would be uh, geography, United States buffs, whatever you might want to call it. Um, the did you know, and we're going to talk about Alaska for a minute here, that Alaska is not only the most western state in the united states it's also the most eastern state in the united states yeah did wow. you did you know that shocked you know now it's all been it's all been a lie alaska has been lying to us all this time yep basically this, this right now caleb's making everybody smart out there Yes. Michigan fans making you smarter. Yep. So when you guys get on uh, Jeopardy or any kind of, you know, quiz show or something and you win money and it's all because of me, I expect a small cut. Just, yeah. Just saying. So, uh, yeah, the uh, Alaska, the reason why that um, is for Alaska is because the 180 degree longitude line. Alaska actually has a couple islands on both sides, so yep. in the western, uh, in the western hemisphere and the eastern hemisphere. So there you go, little little fun fact. Yeah, we like fun facts, man. We're all about the fun, that's for sure. And if you are a Michigan hey, fan, which I'm pretty sure most of our listeners are, but I do know that some of them are not. We get some that trickle in here from time to time. But if you're a Michigan fan, then you had, I imagine, you had a fun weekend. Yeah, this was a great, what a great weekend. 
for Michigan. Man, under the lights. Yes. Too, out of all things. Oh, and yeah. And I don't know if that, you know, Michigan under the lights, you know, I know there's a segment of Michigan fans that hate it, and then there's some that like it. And then, you know, because, you know, Michigan maybe at times doesn't play as well as they do under the lights. I don't know. I don't – yeah, I know what you're talking about, and I don't hate it. I just – this this is I think we've talked about before, but get, uh, I'm okay with one night game at Michigan and mm-hmm. Michigan doing a night game on the road and then cut it off. That, right. That's that's enough for one season for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially on the road, man. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm good with that. That's that's good for me. So yeah, um, Michigan. Um, Ranked game, number 12 against number 15, and convincing win, 38-13. to 13. It should have been more, but the final was 38-13. to A uh, lot that we can talk about. We have voicemails. Mm-hmm. I think let's do the voicemails, and I need to remember I have kind of an important question after the voicemails. Hopefully, hopefully I remember it. So... Um, let me pull the voicemails here. We get those so that I don't forget them and throw them in the middle of the mess and everything. So, uh, here's the doing them in chronological order. Here's the uh, first voicemail that we got then. Yeah, man, it's Stephen Brown, man. Um, oh my goodness. How you give up that? Who is that? David Love? Another hill. Yeah, man, um, Stephen Brown at Mr. Darrell 1980. Listen, this is going to be real quick. Wisconsin is a fraud. They're not that good. I mean, well, they're, 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 they're decent. They're, they're good enough to be ranked, but Michigan is just way better. They're far superior. I said, Michigan would have beaten them last year had they not cheated and got, and gotten to, um, Brandon and injured, injured Brandon on purpose, which is what they did. Um, they got, they got to take this L tonight. Michigan State is next. Um, it is what it is. Um, Michigan is a good team, as we all knew it. So I hope some of these fans will learn to shut up, especially after the first, I mean, the, in the first five minutes, man, like seven to seven, people were panicking. At seven to seven, like, come on, man. Like, some of y'all need to really grow up and stop crying. All, all they do is cry. Cry, cry. Cry me a river, man. Like, calm down. It's really going to be okay. Michigan's defense is legit. The offense is getting better. Calm down. Michigan is fine. They're good. I mean, they're going to be a top eight, top seventeen. I mean, they're 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 fine. Calm down. Give people all you Michigan fans, you pessimistic fans, give them their props. You can't complain every week about the winners. You can't. You can't complain every week. Not every week. There's nothing to complain about every week. So give them their props. I mean, Wisconsin is what it is. I have no love, no respect for Wisconsin, especially after injuring Brandon last year. Can't stand them. Can't stand Michigan State. So it's on the it's on the Sparty Week, but no respect for Michigan for Wisconsin. No love for them. I'm glad they took this whooping. On the beat, Michigan State. They're they're a formidable team. They're not really that good. So love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. And some of you Michigan fans, calm down. Act like you you've actually seen them win. For all you guys born after 1998. Y'all, man, some of y'all need to find a new team because y'all just bringing that negative energy, man. It's really not cool. Like, y'all cry about everything. But to the real Michigan fans, we got one, baby. Go blue. All right, Steven. 
Thank you for the voicemail. I got I got to say something though, Stephen. So wrong. You were so wrong, man. 100% wrong. Top, top six. Uh, top, it, they're top six team now. Come on, man. Get it right. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, he said top eight, top seven. But, no, they, they surprised it. And quick note on that, I was surprised top top six. So, th- Stephen, thank you for that call. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. Nobody knew that, how far they were going to jump. And I think, honestly, six surprised everybody. Were you surprised by six? Um. No, only. Oh, shut up. Oh, (laughs) no, because of the very fact that a lot of teams lost and they lost to bad teams, even teams they shouldn't have. So and, you know, we know which ones those teams are that lost big, you know, and that's um, that's what happens. If you look at all the I think the top five teams, there's a lot of teams within actually top 10 teams. There's a lot of teams that lost. So and then one of them. Michigan State beating Penn State was big, so um, but the top top three or four are still in there, but uh, a lot of the other ones dropped off. Georgia losing, so yeah, it's a big one. Yeah, no, I I think I was with Stephen with with looking at eight or seven. Uh, six was a little bit of a surprise. Am I thinking that they shouldn't shouldn't be there? No, but yeah, I think because of the very fact is how Michigan won, they blew them out. And that's hey, we're talking about we we brought this up before. We said when Michigan beats teams, and it shows in all through college football. I know people think a win is a win. Yes, it does, and absolutely. But the how you win matters, especially in playoffs. Especially now, if you blow out teams, it matters. Yeah, so, and you see it right now. Michigan blowing out Wisconsin. It mattered in the polls. Yeah. Yep, for sure. So, all right, uh, let's get on to the next voicemail then here. And there we go. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Ray from Tampa. Um, marvelous game, marvelous game. Uh, Michigan did exactly what they needed to do. They made a statement. Um so proud of the offensive line. This is what Jim Harbaugh came for. This is what Jim Harbaugh has been building up to. The offensive line, the defense, we knew what they were going to do. But the offensive line did what they had to do. And then you have Shea Patterson got to show his wills. Too bad he got caught roughly at the five-yard line. Um, Dylan McCaffrey showed his wills. Milton showed his wills. I mean, we got some quarterbacks that are pretty fast that, you know, what we're seeing is exactly what we've been looking for. As long as we keep building on what we're doing, it is no doubt in my mind that we can beat Ohio State at the end of the year. They wanted a statement game. We gave them one. Um, Wisconsin, I mean, they they played hard in the first half. I don't know what happened in the second half, but – we did what we needed to do. In regards to state, I'm glad they won because next week's game with them is going to be so much better when we beat them. And we'll actually be able to say that, yes, we are basically on the same tier as Ohio State. But we're getting there. We're doing good. I uh, love the show. Uh, if you ever need a uh, someone to step in, I'll gladly go ahead and uh, volunteer. Once again, this is Ray from Tampa, and go blue. 
All right. Thank you, Ray, so much for that voicemail. I do appreciate that. Yes, uh, uh, Ray, one of those volunteering to step in for Craig. <coughs> Craig. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, we like to have people on and give their opinions. So, yeah, Ray, we'll hit you up sometime. Yeah, I'm thinking, um, as I was saying before, and I do still kind of plan on doing this, just because there were multiple people that kind of expressed interest, I think after the um, – Maybe just even after the regular season, um, but at least after uh, the whole season is complete, if we don't do it beforehand, we'll ask who wants to, um, like, do a co-host, get a list of names, and then whenever we have the availability, we'll randomly select somebody and uh, have them on for episodes and things like that. So, because I think that'd be fun and people enjoy that. But, yeah, um... No, it was it was a statement game, uh, as Ray was saying. It was uh, a big. It, it wasn't just uh, like you even were saying, Craig. It wasn't just a win. It was how they won. Yeah, Wisconsin uh, being in the top fifteen, I believe. Yeah, and, and Harbaugh really not playing or coaching. You know, his record against top fifteen teams. I mean. Not very good, so this was a big win. Yeah, well, what was it? Uh, Paul Chris came in with a 15-1 record uh, for road games. And since he's been at Wisconsin and the other loss was to Michigan, so he is now winless in Ann Arbor um, yeah. since he's gone to was uh, the head coach of Wisconsin. So little yep. fun fact, did you know, right there. Boom. Yep, another one. Yeah, so um yeah, it it was big and that uh the game was big, great results, so many great things all around. Um so before we kind of start going all over the place with it, uh here here's the question that I wanted to make sure to, uh to ask. Do you think since Jim Harbaugh has been at uh, hired as the head coach at Michigan. So back at in 2015, his first season, would you consider this Jim Harbaugh's biggest win? Wow, that's a big one. Um, oh. yeah, because yeah, because you got to think about everything that's happened so far. Obviously, ha- uh, there hasn't been a win against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the the one win against Michigan State at Michigan at, State. Yeah, at, yeah, at, in East Lansing. So, but it was uh, against a three and not what wound up being a three and nine MSU. Mm-hmm. They also had that big win in the bowl game against Florida, which right. which Florida was supposed to be a pretty good team that year. Yeah. Um. Boy, that's a good question because, you know, if you think about it, I actually think I'm going to say, man, I keep thinking back to the, you know, with um, Rudock at uh, quarterback. So I'm trying to think back at the games with uh, him. Um, he had some pretty big wins there. But I will say, yeah, because I'm going to say, yeah, because of the fact that the top 15 team is uh, they were coming in. Um, I remember last year was not la- last year was it what how many years ago when we uh, t- what, a couple years ago when we had that 
we almost lost to him, but uh, Jordan Lewis had that uh, interception. Uh, that that a, the Wisconsin game two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a big, um, you know, for us to, to win that that game, was, which was awesome. Um, but the last play to win it, <laughs> to actually seal the win. But uh, I'd say, yeah, just based on what Michigan did in the second half and how they really shut down this team, yeah, Wisconsin was mission, missing uh, some uh, two key guys at offensive line. Um, but uh, the way they shut them down, the way that Michigan played, they seemed to be throwing off a, a kind of a seasoned quarterback in Hornybrook. Um, they just went at him, and he made some a lot of mistakes. So I would say, yeah, I, would, I, I think it is. The way they did it, it's just a blowout. It's not something Michigan's accustomed to especially with a top 20, uh, 15 top team like that, I'd say, yeah. Okay, yeah. Now, here's some things for perspective for you. 2015, probably the biggest, uh, quote-unquote, the biggest win that they had was shutting out North, number 13 at that time, number 13 Northwestern, 38-0. to zero. That, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. They, al- they also Wednesday. beat... Yeah, they also beat number 22 BYU at home that year. Everything else was unranked um, against the bigger. That was the year Penn State was, um, didn't seem to be that much trouble to beat. Uh, and They weren't that great that year. In 2016, though, that's when they beat uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin was ranked eighth um, right. at that time. And I know Wisconsin did pretty well, but they didn't. Uh, they didn't wind up being the caliber that they were in 2017 and this year, if I recall correctly. Uh, so uh, Michigan beat Wisconsin, uh, eight Wisconsin. That was 14 to seven. That was the Jordan Lewis play. Nothing else really that season compared. Um, another uh, win against Penn State. Uh, 2017, though, which this one's going to be hard to come by anything. Uh, they well, then, like I said, also, they played um, Florida in the bowl game. They won that one on 2015. Right. And then 2017, we're not really going to come across anything. I mean, they beat Florida at the beginning of the season, but then Florida wound up dropping off big that season. So, yeah, there's nothing really from last year, shocker, that right. would be comparable. So, yeah, those are those are your games. You're looking at either Northwestern in 2015 or Wisconsin what? in 2016. What, what rank was Northwestern at that time? 13. Okay. Um, but I guess I want to say is what game, I mean, was that the third week or fourth week in the season, though, that game? Uh, yeah, it was. I can look that up here. Real quick. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Oh, actually, it was the um, sixth. Yep. Oh, sixth game in the season? Oh, oh okay. Yep. Well, there you go. Um. Yeah, it's a that's a pretty good pretty good win. So right there, I think Northwestern wound up kind of falling off after that, though. Yeah, and that's where I was wondering if where Northwestern was with all that, you know, where that they fell fell off the map after that loss, or where were they were they overranked or something like that? But they were doing really good. Their defense was really strong, but uh, Michigan was their first big opponent, and yeah, they kind of fell flat after that. So. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know. <clears throat> I can say, yeah, the way Michigan ha- manhandled uh, Wisconsin in this game, but then again, you got to look at 
what, Wisconsin's got two losses. I'm not even sure they might uh, even win out in their conference. So um, everybody can be jockeying for that. So, yeah, you know, maybe I'm going back on what I said, but just based on, you know, what I want to see is Michigan blow out a team that's really, really good yeah. and continue yeah. to have success throughout the whole year. And Wisconsin seems to be dropping off a little bit. Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm going to say this is easily their biggest win, um, and I'll put a couple things in context for it. One, it was a night game. Uh, yeah. I know I know it was a home night game, um, so take that for what it is. Um, uh, it got huge um, publicity, obviously, with being a night game, top 15, also college game day being there, which Harbaugh um, was 0-5 as the head coach at Michigan when college game day has been present. So that was a little bit with the magnitude and everything. And Wisconsin is still good, especially that road record that they had coming in with 15 and one. So yeah. I, I think yeah. even if they wind up getting another loss, maybe two, that they're still a good team and everything. And I know some people are saying the dialogue and I know you're not going this way, Craig, with it on, oh, Wisconsin's uh, overrated or not as good as everybody thought, so it's not that big of a win. You're not going that route, essentially, but just saying saying it with some context, I guess you would say. Um, because it was still a big win. You're still saying it was a big win, but maybe yeah. as far as the scope of Harbaugh's um, four, uh, three going on four seasons at Michigan, I, I'll still stick with it because uh, it was hyped up they're still really good, and the reason why Michigan looked so much better, uh, I mean, the offense did a really good job, good scheming, but then the defense just snuffed out Wisconsin, so. Yeah, definitely, and that's the thing. Well, the, this is the thing about Michigan we're, we're starting to see, and I, I don't know if we're harking back to old school Michigan, which is probably a good thing, but... Um, even before Harbaugh and and Rich Rod and Hoke and those guys back to Carr and um, some of those coaches is we're looking at old school where Michigan remember Michigan would play teams and the score would be kind of jockeying back and forth in the first half and then the second half Michigan wears teams out it just wears them out beats them up curb stomps them and that's what you're seeing with this Michigan team you're starting to see you know they let teams in the game in the first half and then the second half adjustments 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 in this in this team this is exactly what I wanted to see from Harbaugh this is what I want to see from Don Brown and what they can do is can you make adjustments coming in the second half and win against a team and man they seem to do really really good job of doing that yeah, you totally took exactly what I was going to say. That was the next thing I was going to bring up is uh, halftime adjustments, huge uh, yeah, with Michigan. Good. Michigan has shown it multiple times. They showed it in the Northwestern game. Um, they showed it, showed it uh, even though it didn't finish with a win. They showed it in the Notre Dame game. Um, and so basically, I mean, honestly, with the way that Michigan is playing – uh, has been playing on a consistent basis so far. And uh, I know that they're going into their uh, tough stretch of games here. Um, so we're really going to kind of see how things work out and how and if it um, 
last through the whole stretch. Uh, but if if it does, and if things stay close to what they are, if Michigan can be tied or have a small lead against, I'm not going to say any team, but practically any team, right? I'd say you know they could they could beat beat them whoever it was. There's probably there's probably not even a full handful of teams that I would feel differently about that with. Um, obviously Alabama is a different thing, but yeah, they their adjustments, their ability, the production of the offensive line, which week by week has just gotten better and better. Um, and then to talk too about this, which was kind of amazing for this game as a whole, a total of four penalties for yeah. the entire game, like both teams. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, and the only reason and the only reason Michigan got a penalty was because of excessive celebration, un- unsportsmanlike. Right, which is so. I think that was the only thing. I think the only thing I complained about in that whole game was the commercials. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you start complaining about the commercials, you're doing something right. But yeah, you know, we're so we're Michigan. What we said, they were probably the most one of the most penalized teams in the country. Um, and it's not, wasn't, it's not close. And to see this is really good. I mean, Michigan was very disciplined on what they were doing. Um, I, I think they, the rest were letting them play the game instead of just, you know, blowing every five seconds, you know, it seems to be Michigan's getting a call for something or something else, but, uh, yeah, very disciplined game. It was good to see, um, that being taken care of, uh, the refs holding their whistle at times. But, uh, yeah, really, really good turnout for Michigan and Harbaugh and what he did. Yeah, which if you think about something very interesting, um, the I think it was the beginning of the second half then. Um, Michigan started the half with the ball, and they marched down the field and the only reason the drive stayed alive was not because of just one, but two penalties on Wisconsin on third downs. Yeah. And so two of their three penalties came in one drive and took Michigan down, and I, I think it was a touchdown. I know it was a scoring drive, um, so it helped extend Michigan's lead. Now, not to be... Uh, a Debbie Downer or anything, or be the fans or people who talk only about the negative, but so many, so many good things to say and everything. I do want to make sure and put it in now that we talk about, okay, what can you take away from this and be like, okay, need to improve this, or this is still a concern. I, I'll go first okay, because I don't want you to see what I'm going to say. <laughs> Um, which is very odd and interesting that we've gotten to this point because in the past, I wouldn't say that this was the best thing we had going for us, but it definitely was not as eh, questionable as it is now. Um, but special teams field goal, field goal kicking, man, yeah, leaving leaving points on the field. Now Michigan obviously did not need those points. 
Yeah. But I've seen that before where you miss you miss something and it comes back to bite you. Yeah, and he and uh Nordine has even missed extra points. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's just like you scratch your head a little bit and you're just like, man. You know, and and not and this was a big game. Thankfully it wasn't a close big game, but with him, uh, let's say it's another game, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, bowl game, whatever, and he misses those field goals. Uh, gr- granted, of course, I mean, some of the one at the end of the half was just kick it, see if you make it. Um, but the other chip shot ones, it's yeah. just like you, you wow. need to make that. Yeah. this. I'm glad you brought this up because I would say out of most things at this moment, I'm – this is gonna be. This is not good. I mean, this is not. This is concerning to me, big time, and it should concern a lot of Michigan fans because right now you're seeing the meat of the schedule, the biggest part of Michigan right now, where they have to come out and play the best right now. And Nordine's having in, inconsistency problems, and you cannot have that. I'll tell you what. This is the, these kind of chip shots that you make the field goals or it should be easy you have to make them you have because it might come down to one of those field goals to beat uh, like an ohio state that yeah. kind of team and you're on the 30 yard line and nordine gets up there and if he misses you lost the game that right there you can't you can't have it you can't have these this happening because he was consistent in the beginning and now he's at the point where he's missing them all over the field and he's got a big leg, but man, he is. You know, this is the kind of game when I was watching it, and he missed, and he missed again. Where I started saying every time he got up there and went on the thirty-yard line or something like that, I said, "I'm not sure I want to kick field goals because if we do, he'll miss them, and, and we shouldn't have that with a quarter or a field goal kicker like him. He's too talented. It's something in his head. I don't know what it is, what's going on with him, but." We've had this problems with him before last year, and now we're starting to see it rear its ugly head again. So. Yeah, no, absolutely, and it, it's a it's a bummer because each week things have been improving nicely uh, all across the all across the board, and yeah, offensive line, right? You yeah, how that's improving, the, especially the left tackle area. Yes, that's improving. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and. This week is kind of one of those things where in years past, you would sometimes see, you know, Michigan still not gelling, you know, the chemistry not there, everything not coming together just right. Well, it seems like everything is is there this year. Everything is moving in the right direction. Everything is still progressing forward except the field goal kicking. Right. Like everything's made progress up until now. Except the field goal kicking. So yeah, th- this is this is us. Uh, I mean, it kind of sounds like, you know, oh, trying to be negative, just find some some right. wrong to talk about. It's just like no, it's like while we can talk about all the great stuff, and we're gonna still talk about some of it, uh, of it and everything. I want I want to take a step back, and I think it's always good to do this. I mean, obviously, it doesn't really matter because our mentality has no impact on the game. But I just like taking a step back where it's just seeing you know what are are we overlooking something because of all this good stuff that happened and i'm sure we're not the only ones talking about it no no and that's 
Yeah, I think people are going to bring it up because, you know, it wasn't, it didn't come back to bite us. And it could have. Trust me. And then when he missed the first one, I said, oh, man, I hope that doesn't come back to bite us and we lose by three. Um, but I'll bring up one. I know you brought up one. And I'll bring up one other one. And it's not as, com- that, this one's <laughs> like not as bad as yours at all. But it is one that's a little bit makes me go, eh, okay. Uh, is when, um, Jay Patterson has success, you know, running the ball and he's throwing the ball. And when he does that, it's really great. In fact, the offensive line, we said the offensive line in the past protection has been great. The problem I'm starting to see a little bit is there were times during the game that you and I probably saw and we said, man, he's got like five, six seconds in the pocket and he's got pass protection easily and he's not throwing the ball. It's not because he's running, he's looking. And he's not throwing the ball. What's that tell you? That means that the receivers, the tight ends, somebody's not getting open. That's concerning to me because when you see a quarterback dancing around, he's got that much time and he can't pass. And he had quite a few of those. And he's not throwing the ball. That means the receivers aren't getting separation or something like the route routes aren't working out. I don't know what it is, but or he's not seeing the field. I'm not exactly sure what it is. I just think the receivers aren't getting open. But uh that right there makes me concerned. That's why you start seeing Shea move out of the pocket and start scrambling and then running. And then what happens, sometimes he gets hit from behind and then he fumbles the ball. I don't want to see an old Devin Gardner <laughs> at times when he does that because I it, it nightmares back when, when Devin Gardner would just like hike the ball and he'd go running. I don't want to see that anymore. Our receiver's got to get, start getting separation. Yeah. Well, I mean, that also depends on the – how good the secondary for the opposing defense is. And well, they're the, young. I mean, Wisconsin's got a young secondary. They're not old, so they're they're not seasoned veterans. <laughs> they're young. They're going to be really good next year. So um, that's where I'm like, hmm, you know what? we got to get – and we saw past the Eubanks, maybe get a couple more tight ends, you know, with some speed, something. you got to do a little bit more slant routes, hooks, or something to get – uh, somebody get freed up, but uh, yeah, that can happen. Yeah, well, and there's a different part of that that actually concerns me more than essentially what you're getting at. Um, yeah. But a slight preview for this for the next episode, though, is that there's a drastic difference between the capability of the secondary of Wisconsin and the capability of Michigan's upcoming opponent. So there's that to take away, but of course, then that's a completely different game. Um, but the part of it that I thought you were getting to that I was going to say was more concern uh, was my concern. Um, and I think I kind of feel not saying that's that those are the only things then, but the, these are kind of like the looming things. Um, and this kind of might wrap it up is Shay sometimes running when he doesn't need to. I know some plays were designed for it. Some plays weren't, but how he's carrying the ball, though, too. Yeah, one-handed, you know, very, like I was talking about Devin Gardner, like you were saying, you you thought kind of that nervous feet, right? Hike the ball, nervous feet, feels like he's got to make the play. I call it the, you're dipping into the well a little bit too much. You know, he has an (laughs) 81-yard run, which is great. And then you start thinking, well, I can do it again and again and again. It just doesn't work out that way. And then, you know, it's... 
stay in that pocket sometimes, throw the ball. When you start doing that, that opens it up for you to run at times. But if you start dipping into the well too much, I just thought maybe he was doing that way too much or just getting happy feet. Yeah. Yeah, no, I uh, I, I agree with that, and that's kind of what I was thinking. And, yeah, the Devin Gardner, the Johnny Manziel ball hanging out there and everything, which you saw, uh, we saw one time that um, posed the problem. Uh, Michigan was in Wisconsin territory, and it got popped out. Michigan yeah, it was re- out of bounds, right? Uh, no, that was uh, Higdon uh, running. Oh, yeah. uh, there was a time where uh, Shea was kind of in the middle of the field, and he got hit, and it popped out, and then Michigan recovered it. I can't right. yep. remember what happened. I don't th- – maybe that was toward – I think maybe that was towards the end of the first half, and that's when Michigan tried the long field goal before halftime then. But, yeah, he – um, yeah, so, y- you know, a little – yeah, you know, a-, a few things there where it's just like something worth mentioning, something worth bringing up, so – Right, and you're right. You don't want turnovers, and that's what seeing Shea. The great things about Shea is, anytime you see somebody roll out of the pocket, getting pressured, one thing, you know, there are certain times you're like, all right, Shea, you know, I know you're trying to make a play, but you got what two yards? You got sacked two yards, you lost two yards or something like that, but yet you didn't throw the ball out of bounds, or you didn't throw, you know, you know, take the loss, or you know, live for another down, don't lose yards. And a lot of times he didn't throw, he tried to make a play or something like that. But I'm like, he should have thrown that out of bounds. But one of the things I've seen Shea do really, really well is he's not turning the ball over like we've seen in the past from Spate and their corn is anytime they're pressured, Shea, I'd rather have him lose yards than try to throw a ball and then get an interception. And that's exactly what we're, we've been seeing for the past couple of years. Um, and yet Shea does not do that, and I like that about him quite a bit. He, yeah, he does that usually pretty well. He had one one uh, game, I can't remember exactly which it was, but he got bailed out by somebody. I think it was Gentry, um, you know, the big target that he is, that he was able to bail Shea out. Not necessarily saying it would have resulted in a turnover, but it was dangerous. Um, so there's that to take away with that as well. But, yeah, he is doing well. I do remember that he got sacked really bad one time. Uh, hold on, let me see that. Where is the numbers? Let me see this. Yeah, so total number of sacks. Wisconsin had three. Michigan had two. Um one of them, I do remember that he got sacked and he should have thrown it out about just thrown it away. Yeah. But then it may have been the same drive. He was about to get sacked again and he learned his lesson and he threw the ball away. So so he knows it. He's he's more aware. He's better with it. Uh, and that's uh, nice and good to see. So, yeah, I think that's not as concerning like that's a smaller thing to point out but uh it's definitely worth mentioning so yeah and in wisconsin did a really good job in the first half as most teams do and especially wisconsin they did a really really good job of uh <coughs> of stopping uh higdon in our running game you know our offensive line is really getting pushed around by 
Wisconsin's defensive line, and we couldn't get any holes open for the running game. So that's why you saw Shea making plays with his feet. You started seeing him throw the ball um, pretty well, you know. Some check downs, moved the ball down really, really well. And, you know, five yards here, five yards there, and moving the ball down to get whatever. And, you know, and then there's certain times you and I, and I think you saw it too, where I've said, I scratched my head is um, Harbaugh getting, you know, getting a little bit cute and doing these trick plays and throwing Milton into the the mix, you know, him coming in. I was like, you know, what is he going in the Wildcat? You know, I'm not exactly sure what's going on. We lost yards, or we were at the line of scrimmage. So we lost down right there in the red zone. And that right there made me go, eh, well, you know, why are you doing that when Shea did a really fine job of moving the ball down, check down, moving it, getting it. And he was dead on every time. And, and it just kind of – I'm always a momentum guy. I'm a mojo guy. I'm a, if you're in the zone, don't mess with it. <laughs> yeah. and, and a lot of times – there's a couple times Harbaugh did that, and I was like, "What are you doing, man? I get it. It's cool. You're playing against, you know, a bad team, or you know, you need something a little, a little, a gumption to beat a tough team. I get it. You need it. But yeah, in those situations, I'm like, nah, I wouldn't have done that. Just bad call. Now talking about the quarterbacks, there is something that I want to mention because I think. I want to mention it now because I don't want to forget to say it, which I might forget to say in the next episode. But I do think it was a strategic move by Michigan to have the uh, the different things that they, they did with the quarterbacks this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think they're going to not necessarily do the opposite, but show the same thing, but throw a completely different twist in there like when i imagine that they're gonna put milton in next week and instead of him running the wildcat which everybody's probably gonna be like oh he's gonna be super fast he's gonna be like a peppers he's gonna be able to go in there and run yeah no see that's the thing is that they're gonna show it and make it look like that and he's gonna they're they're gonna cut him with a pass you know do something like that and then the same thing with the uh the yeah. two uh, runs by Shea and McCaffrey from the pistol yeah. formation kind of thing and everything show that fake the run and some kind of uh, pass out of that situation and everything. I, I I'm I'm saying it. I will not be surprised if that happens if if they showed that stuff this week as part of it being a pre- pre- preparation for next week on doing kind of the opposite, like show one thing when you're actually going to do the other, so. Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, it's, you know, it's a zone thing. I'm always like, if your quarterback's in the zone, man, just let him go. I mean, I can't imagine pulling your quarterback to throw in another guy to throw it all off because you're moving that ball so nicely down the field, and then you do something like that made me go, eh, he lost it down. And Michigan's not. We're not still. We're still not a team. I mean, how many points did we lose in the red zone? We could have had what, twenty-one points. We could have had two touch or three touchdowns. We had a, uh, we what Shea with the big one run, eighty-one yards, and we didn't score. I think we had no, for a field. no, that was a touchdown. Oh yeah, that's right, Higdon, right? Yeah, yeah. Higdon punched it in. Yep. Okay, but there's a couple one, you know, with the interception by Metellus, and then you 
a um, couple times we had we're in the red zone didn't score we had a, a field goal missed one and then at least get- at least six points probably like 10 to maybe 14 could right. have been there right those are missed opportunities and i'm like mm, okay um but yeah i can see what you're saying maybe you know jim harbaugh's using that for you know, for Michigan State, where Michigan State goes, hey, we got to worry about Shea Patterson most of the time, but yet Harbaugh has a tendency to use some of his other ones, you know, his other quarterbacks, like McCaffrey. You know, he has his own, you know, he's much faster runner than uh, Shea Patterson. And then you got Milton, who's much taller and more athletic than those guys. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he uses them. Maybe John- he's wanting to get game time, you know, get him some game time experience. I don't know. Calling it right now, sometime, Milton, Wildcat, going to fake the run, and he's going to do the jump pass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a Tim Tebow. Yeah, like the Tim Tebow. It's going to happen. I'm not not saying maybe this week, but I I could totally see that somewhere in the future. That's a hot take, man. Hot hot take. Fire. (laughs) Right. I mean, and the thing is, is Higdon – you know, there's times you, he can only do what he could do. I mean, he wasn't, you know, I, I thought, thought the offensive line wasn't blocking very well for the rush because Wisconsin was doing such a good job at stopping the run and said, hey, we're going to see if Shea Patterson can throw the ball and and move and and move the ball down the field. And, they did, and we did, which was great. Um, and then you saw adjustments coming out. And this was, I thought is i thought wisconsin came out in the second half and just said all right you know what <laughs> the shea guy's for real he's the real deal he's moving the ball not only throwing the ball but he's actually moving the ball with his legs and we're gonna have to start you know either going to a man-to-man zone whatever to stop him and then he started seeing the holes open up and then higdon having big chunks of yards for runs that's when you saw the second half of higdon start really coming together with his runs yeah, no, again, back to the great halftime adjustments. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Higdon with five games of 100 yards, uh, doing a fantastic job. Um, I think uh, somebody was saying that the last uh, running back to do that was uh, Hart. So uh, Higdon being a workhorse, doing really good, uh, cutting better, better vision. It's not just run in the design to play and run into the back of your offensive line. It's better vision and uh, watching and adapting uh, some amazing cuts by him. And they did uh whole, I wanted to put this number out there because the final stats show that they had 48 uh, carries for 320 yards. But we do know that two of those carries were the um, big quarterback runs. Right. So I wanted to kind of put the math out there and just show it. I mean, it's it's still relatively good. Um, it would have been then 195 yards. If you take away McCaffrey's big run and Patterson's big run, mm-hmm. it would have been a total of 195 um, rushing yards. And uh, for 46 carries, which is an average of 4.2 per carry. So, 
uh, pretty interesting. Uh, it's still still good. I mean, when it mattered most, something that couldn't have been done in the past, especially last year, is when you need first downs, you can run for them, you can make it happen, you can move the ball down the field, you can kill the clock and do things like that, and they did it. Uh, interesting thing to point out, um, the top five rushers, three of the top five rushers were the quarterbacks. Right. Uh, and so then the top running backs you had were Higdon, 19 carries, 105 yards. Then the next one after that was True Wilson, six carries with 26 yards. So Higdon yeah. putting in work. Yeah, and you saw, I believe, Turner too, wasn't he in there? Uh, yes, three for eight. Yeah, three for eight. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, running backs did great. Second half was all, you know, did great. You know, and that's what I liked about it. And, and you know, if we talked about this is where we're where I was saying, you know, I might be on I might be different than everyone else and most Michigan fans. But I always thought the pass, if you can get a good passing game going, it always op- opens up the running game. Um, I, and Michigan's not like that. I get it. Um, they like to power football. They like to run the ball and then it opens up the pass. I'm kind of different, I think. A good passing game can always open up the holes that they have to account for that. And then it just uh, offensive line does well and you get them. You start spreading out that defense, you know, you don't get a lot of teams stacking the box. And that's what you saw Wisconsin doing with Higdon um, on their running game. And I think that's the adjustments you're talking about coming into this game is the adjustments coming in saying, let's start getting this ball, throwing the ball. And then you start seeing, man, Higdon. That offensive line did such a good job, man. I that right there is promising. So, yeah, absolutely. And one, uh, one real great positive here to mention before I start talking about some of the defense stuff. Um, Michigan only had a punt twice. Yeah, that's uh, great. Only had a punt twice, and uh, Hart did a really great job with punting when he needed to. But yeah, they punted twice compared to Wisconsin's seven. Uh, and they had two interceptions on top of that, so well, this, yeah. And and you can't get, and you can't talk about Michigan football without talking about the awesome defense. We're talking a team in the first half where it seemed like Wisconsin. That remember we we're talking about how good their offensive line was. You know, I think they're a little bit overrated. <laughs> um, I know they're missing a couple of key guys there, but yeah, I think they're a little bit overrated. But man. Taylor was really eating up Michigan's defense and that offensive line was really blocking well for him. I mean, he had like something like seven, nine yards in the first half. And then Michigan came out like a monster and just shut them down for 22 yards in the second half. That And that right there, Michigan was looking at that saying, okay, you know what? Taylor is probably one of the best running backs in the country right now. He is. He is that good. And we're going to make Hornybrook win this game. And, man, Hornybrook was just pressured all the time. Their offensive line could not block our defensive line. And, man, once he's pressured, man, he was off. <laughs> he couldn't – he had a hard time connecting passes. So. Oh, yeah. Well, even then, uh, where – where is it? Uh, they had 20 attempts, pass attempts, and they had – 29 rushing attempts uh so they were they were trying to be pretty even with it but they couldn't and even with michigan focusing uh as you said 
on shutting down Taylor, which they did a really good job with. I mean, they didn't shut him down completely, but they did the best performance out of anybody this year against him. And essentially maybe giving a little bit of opportunity for Wisconsin, you know, essentially pointing at Wisconsin and say, hey, if you're going to beat us, do it through the air. They still crushed it because Hornybrook had no time. Yeah. The, he, uh, missed, he missed like three, three, 13 passes in a row. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, oh yeah, he was, I think he did, I think there's a chance that he didn't complete a pass. Didn't complete one, right. Um, yep. In the second and third quarter, mm-hmm. I think it was, or maybe if he did complete one in the uh, second quarter, it was like the very beginning in the second quarter. Right. So he went through a huge stretch of not completing a pass. Um but yeah, I I was saying that Michigan needed to hold Taylor to at least under 150 yards. Um, when BYU beat Wisconsin, they held them to 117. Iowa, which was the next closest game um, that they had, uh, they held them to him to 113. Michigan almost held them under 100 yards, so close. He finished with 17 yeah. carries and 101 yards. So, Wow. And that tells you is the defense not only was great, I mean, they weren't even at their peak. <laughs> I mean, I believe, didn't Hornybrook, it got pressured so much. I think, didn't Hornybrook only complete seven passes the whole entire game? Yeah, seven for 20. Yeah, man, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. And I don't think you saw Michigan's defense at their best i mean yeah i just because of you know sacks and things like that but man i i that tells you how good this team can be um how much they are pressuring uh wisconsin their offensive line just couldn't hold up yeah they had yeah no they they had uh michigan had two sacks two tackles for loss and two quarterback hurries so yeah i mean while but that's the thing is Wisconsin has a great offensive line. Um, so, I, I mean, Michigan still tore them up, but they're yeah they're able to hold uh, the Michigan defense off better than any of the – or most yeah. of the other opponents that Michigan's face off against. So, yeah, they uh, – Michigan – or the defense – and not – and I know you're not saying it in this way either, and not saying that Michigan defense played poorly – but oh, just no, knowing no. that they've they've been able to do more, they've had more sacks and things like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen them like uh, even even they're not, they weren't even at their peak, and that's how great they played. I mean, I've seen them play even better than that, and that's how great they played great. But I've seen even better, and that's the thing is I don't is I think they'll they will come out and play their best game. Um, I think this defense just knew. Um, that they could pressure this offensive line. They pushed them around in the second half all the game. And and the thing is, is it didn't help <laughs> help also knowing Michigan's secondary played outstanding. Oh yeah. I mean they were they were you know mostly man to man, but man they had their receivers covered the entire game. So Hornybrook had no time. Not only did he have no time to throw. Our guys were on them like crazy, and he just had no open receiver. So, and then he, when he did have something open, he just you know, I think he was too busy worried about throwing an interception or something like that. So, yeah, no, he um, uh, the secondary did a fantastic job. I I thought it was a little misleading that Michigan was the number one 
ranked um, passing defense after last week facing off against Maryland, which I think is like the dead last in the Big Ten for passing offense. I mean, the the numbers don't lie. It, it was what it was, but I just you know felt like that may have skewed the numbers and everything. But uh, but yeah, he. Uh, they, I mean, they came out against a more capable passing offense. Not saying that they're the greatest sight you'll see around, but they. Uh, Hornybrook. Uh, his average for the season. Gosh, I wish I knew what the average was before last game. But his current average is just under 60%. Michigan held him to 35% uh, per, percent completion. Um, uh, where is it? He only had thrown two other interceptions in the season. So Michigan brought two up uh, against them tonight or uh, this past weekend. His uh, rating was uh, average for the season is 140, and uh, his for that, and this is uh, Q, uh, the rating, which is different than, is it QBR or, there's another one, I can't remember what it is. Uh, but then his, uh, for the uh, the Michigan game, he was 73. So, yeah, I mean, the the defense um, stepped up, still did a great job, still the number one pass defense uh, after this weekend. And so that's that's great to see. Uh, and I know the numbers don't show it because uh, I think they base it off of total yards or something like that. But they st- uh, the rushing defense is fantastic. I mean, especially being able to take, as you said, one, if not the best running backs in the country and limit yeah. him to 101 yards. Well, look at <laughs> well, look at how many guys it took to take Taylor down sometimes in that first half. Yeah, We had like three guys on him, and he's still gaining five yards with three guys draped on him trying to hold him back. I mean, that's how good he is. Keeps his legs going, and he's, he's really a fantastic running back, which Wisconsin always seems to get. So, but, uh, you know... And for Michigan, yeah, for Michigan, to just shut down Wisconsin like that was just a. It's a great team effort. This was an all-around great team effort, um, and it, it it was. This is like the kind of the Michigan we've waiting for. Um, the only thing would be maybe on some of those. Uh, if you're in the, you know, getting in the red zone, got to score, got to score TDs. But, uh, but um, yeah. This was a fun game. It would have been you were there at the game, right? Yeah. So that would have been great to be there. But um, you know, one of those days, I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was my first night game experience. Uh, really great, really awesome. Can definitely stay that the crowd was a lot more into it. I, I'm kind of curious yeah. on the uh, the would you say demographic or what the you know comparing a night game to a day game you know do you have as many season ticket holders who decide to go to night games you have as many you know uh young fans compared to older fans uh you know uh regular fans local people people coming from out of town you know what how it changes because it was the intensity was definitely different and i don't really think that you can just say oh it's because it was night game uh like just because it was at night i think it was essentially kind of a different crowd uh the student section did a good job 
on showing up. There, uh, I noticed at the beginning of the game there were a couple sections that weren't filled up in the student section, but very shortly after kickoff they filled up. Uh, so that that was nice and that was good that the student section was there and they were they stuck it out uh, through the game and everything. So yeah, they definitely because I know there has been the discussion where people were saying you know the intensity of the fans, the loudness and things like that. I mean it it was electric. It was uh, the of all the games I've been to. Uh, it was the best atmosphere. So I know what it is. I know what it is. Because us old people are probably in bed by seven. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> yep. It... Yeah. We really want to go. We got to go to bed early. So <laughs> that was exactly it. So. <laughs> but it was great to see the crowd electric. That's good to hear. I saw that on social media and Twitter, and that's awesome. And. This was a big game, and to see Michigan manhandle a team like this was so good to see. So uh, makes you go, man, Michigan's looking like Michigan, right? Yeah, it, it this it could be a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it pivotal point in? Harbaugh's yeah. coaching and everything, you know, this this could be kind of like a turning point. Things have been good. Obviously, last season was what last season was and everything, but you're it, they're looking to turn the corner and, you know, get past that that obstacle, get past that narrative that has been kind of haunting them for a while and everything. And this, not saying that this could have been that, but this could be the beginning of that. It could. And so. it looks like, you know, you could have a team that's, used to winning or having fun winning because it seemed to me Michigan at times felt like they didn't know what that was like or, or things like that or having a, to win big, you know, <laughs> or having a scrape by just to get a win. And to win big is it's, it's a great feeling. And you, you saw that with Chase Winovich with the interview afterwards. He, he was loving it. <laughs> he has, he's having such a good time. He's such a great leader for Michigan. And you can tell from Shea, too, uh, this team likes winning, and we hope it just continues. We really do. Yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, to go ahead and keep moving forward here as uh, we're hanging here around an hour for this episode, I do want to make sure that we take time to talk about the other scores in the Big Ten and then wrap things up. So, here we go. All right, so uh, other things that happened here this weekend, Iowa convincingly took down Indiana on the road, uh, final 42-16. to 16. Rutgers, still being Rutgers, uh, falls to Maryland at Maryland, final score of 34-7. The uh, surprise, I was very surprised to see this uh, pull through and everything for... Nebraska to stay at uh, win, uh, winless. I almost wanted to say undefeated. Um, winless because they it looked like they were taking it to Northwestern, but that game went to overtime and Northwestern wound up beating them 34-31. Sorry, what now? I believe Nebraska never in their program has ever Oh, win what? Five now? Or they won five? Or 
I think it's on six. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they ever have in their history. Yeah. No. Wow. Uh. Yeah. Own six. Nope. You're right. Own six. So. Yep. Yep. Nope. That's that's rough for them. So. Um. Then uh, kind of the weird one. Minnesota hanging around with Ohio State. Ohio State, if you saw, had a very interesting another fourth down call. Um. Did you see that? That was even worse. Yeah, that that one was pretty bad. Unbelievable. Yeah. So Ohio State won though, thirty to fourteen. It was a home game for them. Um, Purdue just totally took out Illinois, forty-six to seven. That was at Illinois. And then uh, the surprising win was unranked Michigan State on the road at Penn State, number eight Penn State, and getting the win, twenty-one to seventeen. Yeah, so. Uh, and I tell you, Penn State's had these tough moments, man. They've had re- so many chances to win, and they just blow it. I don't get it. So. Yeah, that was D'Antonio being D'Antonio, you know, fake punts, trickery, yeah. uh, all this stuff around out there. And uh, they took him out, and Franklin didn't have an answer. Right. So, yeah. But now the quick thing I want to say here as we're closing things out. I want to point out something kind of interesting, and I'm 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 a little. Oh, Craig and I both, um, if you look around the Big Ten, kind of root and like Northwestern. Yeah. And I've always been interested to see, obviously, somebody else win the Big Ten West because it's always been Wisconsin, and then what one year it was like Iowa, and then years and years. Well, no, it was, uh, I think that was it since it turned to West and East. It's been all Wisconsin and once Iowa, I believe. Um, before the split, Nebraska uh, won their division, whichever division they were in, I can't remember. So right now, as we're sitting here, though, uh, Northwestern is leading – the Western Division at three and one, right behind them, Wisconsin, Iowa, Purdue at two and one. But then Wisconsin, uh, Northwestern is going to face Rutgers this uh, coming weekend, so uh, they have that which should probably turn out with a W. But then they go into a gauntlet. Yeah, Wisconsin, yeah. Uh, Notre Dame. And then at Iowa, I I'd, wow. I'd be very interested to see because honestly the Notre Dame game doesn't really matter because Northwestern's not going to the playoffs. They're three and three overall, so they're not going to the playoffs. Right. Um. So technically, I mean, I I'm not saying that they're not going to try and everything, but the big ones are then Wisconsin and Iowa. I'd be really interested to kind of see how things go. So, um. I'm, this could be the year that we see somebody else win the Big Ten West. Yeah, I agree. We could. So, yep. So we'll yeah, be. It's pretty weak. It's pretty weak division. So or weak conference. So, yeah, to see what Michigan. Right now, we got I think two teams that kind of control their own destiny: Michigan, Ohio State. So. Yeah. Yep. Who? Uh, and that's that's the thing too. Uh, whoever if. If either of those teams went out, they, they're yeah. they're in the playoff. I mean, if they went out the regular season and went the Big Ten, they're they're in the playoff. I don't see any way around that, really. Nope, nope. And then we, you know, go to the Big Ten uh, championship game, and that seems to be a 
<laughs> whatever team comes out of there is just going to beat them. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for us this week. Craig, good to have you back. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for everybody concerned about my health. That's pretty cool. So, gotta stay healthy. Yep. Take take your vitamins, people. Yep. Take those multivitamins. Take your fish oil and your iron pills and <laughs> vitamin D. Yep. Yep. All right, and vitamin C and yep. A through Z and all that stuff. So, but all right. Well, we always uh, thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys had an awesome weekend. Hope you guys have a good week. Yeah, and. Uh, so I think then this should be out Monday, and then the preview for the next game should be coming out Thursday if the schedule goes as planned. So you guys have a good week, and we will catch you later. Finish off with Go Blue.